401k advisors want to build a scalable practice, but aren't always sure what to do next. Welcome to Outcomes, the podcast designed to help advisors think, make decisions, and cast a vision to create a business for the future. Here's your host, Ross Marino, financial planner, author, speaker, and CEO of Advisor2x. Welcome to the Outcome Show. Today, I am joined by Ed Cervalotti. He is the CEO of Cervalotti Financial and 401 Carrot. Welcome, Ed. Hey, thanks, Russ. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Enjoying the summertime. You're down in Florida right now. How's that for the summer? Oh, uh, nothing but rain in the last month. We'll take it. Let's take the first minute. If you could let our listeners know what you do, you're an advisor. You also have some other businesses. Can can you give us a background of what you're doing right now? Yeah, so Cervalotti Financial is a national uh, retirement plan consulting firm. So our, our reach is national in nature. Um, we manage, we act as a 338 for all of our clients. We do have a wealth practice as well. Um, and from that, we developed a participant advice company called 401 Carrot. And right now, I know you've got a lot of projects going on. Your businesses are growing. What are you working on right now? What's got you excited? Well, one of the things we did is um, because of this participant advice over the last year and everything going virtual, uh, as we created this online participant company, we've actually also expanded to outsource our 338 services to other advisors. So really exciting is we're competing against institutional 338 because of our service model. And that has brought us enormous opportunities in helping advisors, which we never even thought of when we created this, is to help, didn't realize how many advisors can't give participant advice. And we use technology and we've been able to scale that. So we're now working with other advisors, both as a 338 on the Cherubilati side and offering their participants advice at a deep discount on the 401 carrot side. So you have two different services there. Are most advisors using both services? Is there a profile that just uses one over the other? So who's working with you? Yeah, so we're working with advisors um, on both sides, one or the other. It all depends on their practice. So what we found out is we found, I did not know that advisors really can't get advice. And then also they're very frustrated with their institutional 338 services. So the big, and everyone knows those names, they don't give personalized advice. So what we do on the Cherubilati side, 401 Carrot has always been our participant advice model on that side. So it's nothing new other than we decided to go national with it because, and here's what happened, and most advisors can appreciate this, over the years, we've gained companies, lost companies, companies merged, companies sold, people retired. And those participants, as they've moved on or moved away from us, they've reached back out because they always liked our service of advice that we provide. We make it simple. We do it continual. It's not a one-time allocation. So we found that advisors can't do, um, the, the ones that hire us are well engaged with their clients. They just, it's a service they know they can't scale. And we can, because we invested in the technology years ago. So if you're able to stay connected to a participant when they move companies and you maintain that relationship, I'd imagine you're in the driver's seat when that participant retires and wants private wealth management. Well, our, we just noticed that as we analyze our book here uh, mid-year that our top 10 retail clients have all come from 
former 401k. Like had, had no idea that the entire book now is dominated where, and, and we never had to ask these people to be clients. Just what you described. They, they, we've been running alongside them for years. Um, you know, and we didn't have to, you know, again, it was, it was, it was a relationship. And that's what I think most advisors experience. So many advisors are interested in retaining those assets and retaining those relationships. Uh, the record keepers are interested in retaining those assets, retaining those relationships. So our, our industry certainly understands at this point that helping someone get to the point of retirement is great business. It's a wonderful thing to do. But helping them after they retire is also great business and a wonderful thing to do as well. So many businesses are struggling, but it sounds like if your top 10 list is already coming out of your plans, you may have cracked the code, at least for your practice. Is it the 338? Is it the engaging? Or do you think it's that level of participant advice? And uh, what exactly are you doing with them? Well, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to tell you, it's that the part of the code we cracked is it's the participant advice. So what you'll see is, is as we do our education and our education is, is at a level that we thought we were focusing just on the participants because we know that's important to the business owner. But what we found out is it strikes a nerve with everybody and they all can relate to what we're doing. So the CEO will say, well, I want to be invited to the next meeting. So we don't have to, we don't chase the C-suite, you know, because our, our passion is for the participant and that we want them to retire with dignity and on their own terms. But we will find out that the CEOs get just more excited because they can relate to our education. So our education is second to none. But so we offer that as our 338 and as when we're acting as a 338 for other advisors. We then bring that to the participants, whether they do it under our 338 service or whether they do that under CARA. And then if we're working with another advisor, we obviously bring them all those relationships. So when they call us, you know, we push that back to that advisor. So let's do mechanics a little bit. You just mentioned that the CEO asked to be invited to the next meeting. Can you talk about what those meetings are, the frequency, what you include in them, type of interaction? Give us a little background on that. Yeah, so, so I'm, my focus is on technical analysis. So 35 years ago when I came out of college and got into this business, I didn't get as a stockbroker with AG Edwards back in the day, if anybody remembers that company. I love that company. Um, and what they did is that company let us do our own thing. I was focusing on 401ks back in the late 80s, which was interesting today because it took me years to get traction. So um, it's not easy to start always, but um, we were able to do our own thing. So what we do here at Cherubalati Financial is we build four models for every plan. So every one of our plans that we're 338 for has four custom models. Three are strategic, which Wall Street teaches, uh, conservative, moderate growth. They always stay allocated. They're always in the market. And then we build a tactical bull and bear. So we're this, um, technical analysts of uh, point and figure charting, relative strength, momentum. We look for opportunities in the market. So that's what our clients love to hear is that our goal is we're trying to outperform. Because if you wanna be average, and you could have done great in the last few years is just by the S&P 500. But then that's what Wall Street's teaching right now, right? We'll, we'll take care of it and then we don't need advisors. So I think us as advisors, which I, we're Main Street, right? We're not Wall Street. 
as advisors, um, you know, from personally, I think everyone should know um, where I stand. And I'm a skeptic of Washington and I'm a skeptic of Wall Street. And they are trying to eliminate the advisor. Just like you said, um, the big record keepers are making a push to take over all those accounts and, and knock the advisor out of the business. And so, you know, you should partner with people that are advisor centric, not uh, again. Um, and that, that's my take. But we build these models where people are like, wow, this is great. I don't, you know, I have CFOs and CEOs that say, listen, I understand the markets, but I don't have time to manage it. So we use technology to monitor the funds using fiduciary software to start to build a great lineup. But from there, we then build models, again, based on risk tolerance, not age. We think not, we don't think all people the same age have the same risk tolerance or are going to retire at the same time. And I think that's the cost of the problem or target dates, which is eliminated advisors. And the advisor is not now is really somewhat eliminated from the investment side. So I believe if you don't have a different value proposition, you're going to get eliminated anyway. So we bring that to where the participants, and we do a 20 minute, uh, now of course it's virtual, a webinar, we do a fundamental and market uh, technical update, which people enjoy because it's things they're hearing on TV, things they're reading about, and it gives them a better understanding. Um, so, but it's, it covers all levels. And so our education meetings focus on three things. One is what is our American retirement system? People don't know we actually have one. It's made up of Social Security, 401k, 403b, or outside savings, right? Nobody is, that's, our, that's a foundation, our framework. You know, and then, you know, that's number one we focus on. Number two is we focus on three buckets of money. So we educate people to say, listen, you only need a short-term, mid-term, and long-term bucket to be successful. You don't need, again, industry buzz, trying to confuse everyone, make everyone feel inadequate that we have what's called financial wellness. Uh, I get it, but a lot of people don't care, you know? Uh, they just don't care. And so if you can compartmentalize those into three little buckets of money, you'll be successful. Um, and everyone understands what the short-term and long-term bucket are, but really people wanna know what that midterm bucket is, and that's your fun bucket. That's your, that's your vacations, your renovations, the things you wanna do. They're not necessary, but if you can save enough, you do it. So we've had a great amount of success teaching people that because we knew there was not much uptake in wellness. And then the last piece of that is our models are actually traded overnight. So when I make a trade, because I monitor these, I make a trade to our tactical model, which is how I personally invest. And people like that because they, they know I eat my own cooking and that they know I'm monitoring it every day. And so that's the difference is I'm not, you know, most people don't pick their statement up every three months, six months, or look at it. Well, guess what? We're on that. And so they're like, hey, I can go do my job as an architect, as an engineer, you know, as a truck driver, whatever it might be. But I know that I've got somebody watching it. And it's actually less expensive than they're paying today. So are you seeing any risk with participants jumping in and out of models or trying to do tactical one day and then switching back to a strategic the next? Uh, is there any concern with overtrading? Are you seeing that at all? No, none at all. Um, they get it. They know that it's, we're going to make that change. It's not, tr it's not trading. We, we're always, and I know you're familiar with this, it's trending. So, you know, on, on the quarter, investments actually are seasonal and rotate in and out of favor like produce in a grocery store. I've got some uh, uh, visual charts and graphs that are fascinating to watch 
sectors rotate in and out, watch major asset classes rotate in and out. And it's like a relay race. You know, you let, that asset runs really fast. And when that peaks and turns over, we pass the baton to what's coming up. So again, we have the technology and, and people like that. And, and they go, I get it. Um, but we do not see that as a trend at all that people are moving in and out. So what about obstacles? The, you could look at this and say, participant advice, great. Let's take it from the advisor's perspective. There's a place for that. 338, uh, many people want to be their own 338. Some of them want to outsource it. Uh, you're sitting around with your team. You're thinking about how can we help advisors help their people? What are the obstacles that you see that you think you have to help the advisor overcome so you can work together? Yeah, the biggest obstacle are the advisors themselves. So, you know, right, we're all, we're all entrepreneurs, we're all independent, we're independent thinkers, you know, so it, it, it's, and the ones that have done it have, because they found out they're really more successful at getting new clients and bringing us on the quarterly calls. And that's how this whole thing started, is an advisor came to us and he said, wow, you have this success as a 338, could you help me? Because he said, I really want to be a 321. He goes, I like the role, but I don't have time to get into those investments. And so the same thing that we do with our own clients, we do with their clients. We do quarterly calls and they like it. And this all started with a major institution was replacing a fund. And as the advisor, again, really smart advisor, he looks at the fund. He says, well, they're replacing it with a worse fund. And he called, called them. They didn't return his call for three weeks. And actually, it was by email. And he asked, what was the rationale? And they said, tough. That was it. And so, again, I just got a call from a, a large PEO saying, hey, could you come on and bring either the 338 or the participant advice? Because the institution doesn't talk to us. They just make changes. The, the lineups are sad. You know, we have 36,000 plus investment options in the 401k. Um, I just saw a billion dollar company the other day remove all of the outside funds have one large cap fund and two international and the rest are uh, two bond funds and the rest are target dates. And I said, in this world, you know, 27% of the S&P 500 is technology and you don't have a tech fund in your lineup and you'll find that everywhere. And so it's fascinating that, you know, and these returns have been phenomenal. And so I really think, you know, I don't know who's doing it, Wall Street, whatever, but I guess if we keep everybody as mushrooms in the dark, you know, you know, they can go to Robinhood, Fidelity, Vanguard, and get a brokerage account, buy all that stuff. I just don't know why in today's world with technology that you wouldn't want to help your, again, this goes back to what we do is we want to get participants retired earlier. So again, American funds have put out a great piece on the 1% difference. Again, if you can get 1% difference in your, in, in your 401k, it's a quarter of a million dollars more at retirement. You know, think about if you can get 10 times that number, which is not unusual to get over long periods of time, compounding, simple things. But that helps people retire earlier, which makes companies more productive. So that's what our push is to plan sponsors, is that we want to help you retain clients, right? I'm sorry, retain talent, um, bring in new talent, and help your older employees retire faster. Where do you think this is all going? Five years from now, you think it'll look similar to today or you think some major changes are coming? Oh, it, 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 I can't think about five years ago, right? I mean, I can't, even, I can't even wrap my head around where it's going. What's scary though, 
is the aggregation that's going on in the industry and the cookie cutter. And I think advisors um, that are combining their practices, God bless them. But I think if you all start to look alike for the rest of us that are independent, I think it creates a great opportunity to have a different value proposition. Well, I think for many businesses, it's always attractive to offer services that are low maintenance and low liability because uh, you can you can build a model around that. And, and that may be the temptation to be more cookie cutter where you're getting a bulk of the business. But, you know, cookie cutter, I'm not sure works in any industry all of the time. So there's always going to be the value prop out there. Um, are you concerned about the participants wanting to take this over and create other models and try to become more active. I just saw the, the, the Robin Hood stat that the average user logs in seven times a day and, and kind of froze wow. me when I read that. I thought seven, I don't know what the dispersion is. So, you know, there may be the 4,000 times a day and the, you know, once a week, right. uh, but regardless of, of what the, the standard deviation is, it just shows that they're in it every single day. And whenever we talk tactical and active and whenever we're engaging participants, that's always going to be my concern. So how do you, and we talked about a little bit earlier, but do you come out and address that, that these are long-term? Are you aggressive in how you communicate that or what are you doing with that? Yeah, so my feeling is uh, that Robinhood trade ends when we all get back to work. Because if you're sitting in my office and you're doing something other than work, um, that's not, and here's the thing is, and this is interesting, the, the kids today, man, they're, they're the smartest people I've ever seen. We have 20 and 30 year olds. They're wicked smart, right? Um, and again, we talk, we focus, we're long-term. We're that long-term. It doesn't have to be looked at every day. We're looking at it because our system send us text messages and email if one of our funds has, uh, gone from a buy signal to a sell signal, you know? And so from there, we can be efficient, but I think when they get back to work, and here's the, here's the stat moving forward, 90% of all companies are under 20 employees. Um, so somebody's, you know, the owner's watching them, right? And if you're playing on your phone and, and doing things like that, which is, hey, <laughs> it's all, you know, funny and fun and games. But I think when the market also rolls over, which we are long overdue for a correction, right? So historically, the market four to five times a year has a 5% pullback. We haven't had one since September. Um, we, you know, we had a correction in um, March of last year, but historically, we have one every eight months. So we know that's coming. And I think when they finally feel the pinch, um, and then they get back to work, I think uh, that ends that, you know, nonstop you know, it, it's Bitcoin, you know, I never stopped hearing about that every day. People wanted their 401k now. Yeah. And I think the, the stats I read in the article were 37% of Robinhood's revenue was from options. And then maybe another 13% was margin and 6% was Dogecoin, it, whatever the numbers yeah, are. I remember, yeah. I, I remember yeah, thinking yeah. half of your revenue comes from the casino in one way or another. And, and as soon as the market adjusts, um, 
those people will pay tuition, uh, as, as we say in the market. And, you know, hopefully that will, uh, it, it won't be catastrophic for a lot of people out there, but uh, it, it's how the market works. It's uh, how younger people often work. You know, they, they see it working and, you know, I know how to do this and my dad or my mother don't because they're old and they don't get it. And, uh, you know, I was brilliant at 25 in so many different ways until I turned, you know, maybe 35 and realized I wasn't so smart. Right, right. Yeah. And I had a 19 year old tell me I was too old to understand Bitcoin. And I just laughed. So yeah, no. And what I what I what I I didn't I didn't want to make that a negative of that trade ending, but I just think right. that they're going to get to that long term. Like you said, the tuition, right? They're going to pay the tuition, and then they're going to say, okay, this this gambling was fun, but um, you know, and, well, I guess you can go to DraftKings and gamble on anything now. Um, they can go that way, but I think they'll start to get smarter. And I think it's been great. I think that experience has been great because they're more engaged in their 401k now than ever. And that's what um, I, again, I had a, um, working on a billion dollar plan that someone asked me to help out with because they don't have any funds anymore because they were a carrot subscriber. And, um, you know, and I said, I can't help you. So we canceled their subscription. I said, I'll do whatever I can, but if you don't have any funds to invest in. And I think, again, this is Wall Street. I think target dates are going to be the cost of the problem as we, as inflation peaks. Because if you look at any target date today, the bond allocation year to date has lost money. So why would you own that if you know you're gonna lose money? Does that make any sense, right? <laughs> well, yeah. we're not in it to lose money, so that that is for sure. So yes. how about this? How about we pivot to the last question? So you know what it is? It's the wonderful magic wand that we have here. Uh, it's not a perfect world, but if you could change one thing, if you could wave this magic wand, Ed, what would you change? You know, um, our again, this goes back to something said earlier. Our biggest obstacle is financial literacy, and and that would be the thing that I change, right? So people, the three things that people need is they need time, knowledge, or desire, or they need two of those three to move forward, right? Um, you know, and and uh, the other doctor that was uh, save more tomorrow. Um, you know, his was uh, myopia, things like that, inertia. And that would be the thing that I would change is that instead of people sticking their heads in their stand, that they take, because if, if we talk to them in terms they understand and don't talk down to them with some big alphas and betas and sharp ratios and talk to them in terms they relate to, right? Nobody in the United States, or the, our United States, you do not have financial complex financial lives and you make them complex, you know? So if you kept things simple, you had people engaged. Cause I think when, when we all know this, when everybody does the same thing, there's no money. And I think that's the road we're heading to, right? Um, uh, zero fees, free trades, everything. We're fooling people. Um, and I wish that wouldn't happen. So that it'd be the literacy part to where people would say, Hey, I'm going to take control of my financial future. Great way to finish. Ed Cervellati, thanks so much for being on the show. All right. Thanks, Ross. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Outcomes. Subscribe now to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Advisor 2X. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.